I gotta tell y'all a story from that has to do with the blue double <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. It'll be quick. So when I was like in elementary school, we had to do well, it was either PE or dance class, and of course with my dance, I loved I loved to dance. Right. Well, when I was little, and so I chose dance, and it was. <laughs> I think I think about this like this could have been like a cool like comedy show where it was like these two middle aged coach coaches like these men wearing shorts and they're like bucket hats trying to like teach all these girls how to dance or all these kids how to dance. There's like a mix of children there, and we do cool stuff like we would do that parachute thing and then and then a big dance competition came up and we're like, all right, guys, we got to get to it. And so what these men did is they got the song Blue Dabadi, and they they made us all synchronize dance to it. So it was the steps. We all did it. We all were great. Fast forward to, like, quinceañera years. And so I was invited to this quinceañera, and I went. And then it was um, the electric slide. And they're like, oh, do you want to do the electric slide? I'm like, oh, no, I don't know how to do it. They're, I don't know. And they're like, oh, it's like this. And they do the electric slide steps. And I'm like, oh, it's the blue dabadi. Like, these men, we just got the electric slide steps oh and God. put it to the blue dabadi song. <laughs> <laughs> and so. Like, I'm thinking about the left step and then I'm blue dabadi. <laughs> <laughs> so, this whole time, I knew how to do the electric slide. I just had to think about the blue dabadi. That's so funny. Yeah, and I think, like, that would be, like, a cool comedy show where these <laughs> These men are, <laughs> these coaches are trying to teach, like, a coaching class in elementary off. school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. What's the name of the group that sings that song? Uh, Eiffel 66. I, okay, I thought Wait. so. That Their album, Loki Slaps. I found it at a... <laughs> the whole album? Loki and I have Christ books once, and I was listening to it, like, all day, every day. Have you seen the video to that, to that thing? I think that so. Song? I don't think I ever have. Oh, the, the effects are so bad. I feel like it's probably, like, around the same way that Solange just, like... <laughs> I don't know. I want to see you do the electric slide to this. Do you still remember? <laughs> do you know, like, the beat? <laughs> what was that song I was rapping to? <laughs> Which one? The one where you like, I didn't know they had rapping. Because <laughs> you were like, Michael loves this song. Which one? The one... Oh, the, the dance. Oh, Be My Lover? Yeah. Be, be My Lover, won't you be? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I didn't know this song. I've never listened to it all the way through, so then Miriam started rapping with it, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to rap it real quick? No. Give me your intro. I only remember the beginning, but I already <laughs> forgot. Like, my little story could be your oh, intro. Oh, yeah, that I must confess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Something, something, I want to be your love. Like, yeah, yeah, but you said it with so much conviction. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That I must confess. That's so funny. I love funny songs. I know. Okay, all I have is, who are you? <laughs> just, uh, just kidding. Um, and <laughs> what is your major? What medium do you work with? What are your main concepts for your work? How has your work changed from when you first started art school to now? And that's all I have. And what do you like? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are your interests what's outside your of art? Yeah. What's... <coughs> what's... 
This gardenia is gonna bloom soon, and I'm so excited for it. I'm excited for you, and for it. Oh, hi everyone. Is it recording? Welcome yeah. back. Has she been recording? <laughs> hi everyone. Welcome back to Sundays at Sarah's. It's me, Sarah. It's me, Marissa. It's me, Miriam. And today, again, we have our special guest. Drum roll, please. Oh. <laughs> Christian. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christian. Yeah. So, yeah, we're really happy that we were able to force you to stay on for a second episode. Today we're going to be talking about critiques, why they're important, why they're really valuable, why you should be practicing them in your life, whether you're in or out of school. Um, but first, we want to take some time to get to know Christian a little bit better, and so you guys can find out all about him, and where to find his work, and, you know, where to keep up with him and such. So how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. Do you feel, like, less nervous, like, recording now? No, because I feel like now I'm, like... On the spot? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. The Just first ones are always... Yeah, yeah, Like, you're talking to Sarah. Sarah, maybe you should ask the question. <laughs> All right. Who are you? And what is your major? Um, well, my name is Christian. Christian. And my major is... Well, I'm double major. Mm. A double um, major? Graphic design and printmaking. What and which do you love more? Printmaking. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but we all knew it was printmaking. Yeah. Um, we all know. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Wait, did do you is that did you just ask what medium do you work with? No, I said which do you, and which do you love more? Oh, okay. Well what medium do you work with, Christian? Um What did what was your portfolio this past portfolio? Or like what, yeah, like what type of printmaking do you do? There's mm-hmm. different different types. What have you done? Um, well, this this time around I was working with collagraphs. What are collagraphs? Um, relief. Well, collagraphs is like building a surface. So okay. Instead of like subtracting or anything like that, you're building a surface. And then you can roll it, ink it up and roll it relief. Or you can um, get it into all the little crevices and roll it. Um, Italian. So, like when you're when you say like you're making like your surface, like what kind of like materials would you materials. use to like do that? Mm, well, you can use a lot of things, but I was like using very like tangible oh, and stuff to do Whoa. like yeah. stickers, tape. Um, well. First of all, I went to, like, Savers and got, like, uh, the record, like, the old records, um, specifically because of the ridges and, like, how the folds and stuff and how they're old and some are torn. So I wanted to get that impression. Um, but, yeah, it's just stickers, labels, um, what else? Basically, if you can stick anything, um, you can stick pieces of mylar or anything yeah so um do you focus on more like natural shapes or shapes that are already presented to you 
rather than like building your own shape? Like, like if you were to do a cutout in mylar, or do you Find have yeah. like natural shapes and then like all alter them, or like what kind of like? Yeah, like uh, I guess this is like where my graphic design um, background comes in. Because I'll find, like, interesting things, like, whether it's, like, a found object or, like, in a magazine or something or something that I, that I like, um, I'll pick it up or I'll cut it out. And I'll sort of, like, combine things and, like, scan them. And then with that scan, like, is, I think, is, like, where all the possibilities lie. Because, like, you can, like, do all these different effects to it and, like, you can make it a solid shape or you can make it different shapes and yeah also I, mean, I guess how... like I should have asked this but like for the people who are not like familiar with your work um like how would you describe it in a visual way so they can kind of get an idea oh man <laughs> I mean, you're gonna have to do this for your statements yeah I've never been really great at describing my work but but um... I mean I guess like you could try or, like, one way um, I heard was, like, trying to explain it as, like, if you were talking to a child. So, just very, like, simple, basic terms. Mm. <laughs> Michael Scott, a, explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> just the, visually. Visually. visually I think it's, like, very busy and very chaotic. Um, there's, like, a lot of things happening. Um, I think you'll get, like, overwhelmed. Um, I've always, uh, all sorts of shapes. Yeah, all sorts of shapes. And would you, (laughs) me answers questions for him. (laughs) (laughs) He uses all kinds of shapes. Like, I know, like, obviously we don't want to, like, categorize our work, but, like, would you consider it, like, non-objective or, like, how would you say? Yeah, like, like, non-objective and then sometimes I'll try to, like, hint at something or, like, leave some things, like... That you, yeah, recognizable. Um, but still not, like, sort of taking, taken out of their place, I think. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of touched... I'm sorry, Sarah, you were, like, asking the question. No, I like this. <laughs> um, like, great. you kind of answered this a little bit as well, but, like, what are the main concepts of your work? Are you purely, like, interested <laughs> in just process? Or, like, what is... Like, yeah, like, how would you describe that? Mm, yeah, I think I'm, like, mm, like, most of my focus is in process because, I don't know, like, once I start something, like, I just can't stop until, like, a due date or something. Like, I'll always find something, like, a different option or a different idea that's born from just working. Um, I guess another concept could be, like, like, chats, and, um, I guess being in constant motion, and, mm-hmm. like, different parts, like, interacting with each other, I don't know. Yeah, and so would you say that your work is more intuitive thinking, or? Yeah, yeah for sure, like, I don't, I don't plan I don't, I can't plan things, like, mm-hmm. I've tried planning things, and it just doesn't come out, like, good at all, like, it just looks bad. <laughs> okay, and then also, um, 
How has your work changed from when you first started art school to this point now in your, like, in your studies and in your art career? Like, art school, like, college? I guess you could say college, but if you want to go further back to, like, high school or even Mm -hmm. before that, just when you, I guess, when you started taking your work more seriously, like... Mm. Well, high school was still kind of, like, doing high school things. Um, But I think high school, I did pick up, like, printmaking, and my high school teacher um, actually introduced me to Kim. Like, that's... I remember that, like, vividly. Like, I... That's when, like, I was like, oh, I love, like, printmaking. Um, And then... In college, I don't know. I think it's been like a build-up. Um, freshman year, man, I think, um, yeah. I mean, it's just been a build-up. Like, I was doing really crap work. Like, I don't, you know, want to look at that stuff. But I think it was, like, more, like, pop art and, like, Roy Lichtenstein, Andy Warhol. I guess it was, like, because it's, like, the main people that you learn about or something. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, uh, like, being in school really helped me out because it introduced me to, like, a lot of new artists and um, stuff like that. Yeah. That's a good answer. I don't know. Love that for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, this kind of goes into our next question. Like, who are some of your main influences now? Since you said, like, those were kind of, like, the past ones. Um, well, I got a lot. But That's great. Yeah. It, was, it doesn't even just have to be just people. I guess, like, certain things, like objects, certain subjects, yeah. like, people, like, um, Ray Johnson, um, Robert Rauschenberg, uh, yeah, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> it's like a mind, mind blank. Um, Chamberlain? Yeah, John Chamberlain. You like his homeworks? Yeah, homeworks. Uh, Arturo Herrera, um, Charlene Von Hale, um, Mm. And is it, like, their work that inspires you, or just, like, the, their, like, concepts, or how they work? Like, what is it about them? Well, I think they, I think I gravitate towards all of them, because they've always, I think all of them are, like, really experimental, like, Man Ray with, like, the photographs, and, like, doing, like, all these wacky things in the dark room, like, just seeing how how, like, photographic paper will react to certain things, and, um, like, Robert Rauschenberg just, like, playing things by chance and, like, not letting it affect, um, his artwork or, like, instead of, like, throwing, like, throwing away, like, his work because of an accident, like, making it work, um, to his favor, um, yeah, so I think that all the artists that I gravitate to towards now is like 
in line to my work, I guess, mm-hmm. or how the way that I work. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, that makes sense. Those are all the questions I prepared. <laughs> are you like? What are your What are your goals? What are your aspirations? Is that a bad question? No, I don't you think so. Oh yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I guess like not. What are your goals? But like, do you have any like plans? Like, no, I don't know. Just like, what are you? I guess like towards yeah, now? yeah, yeah. What are, yeah? What are you working towards? <laughs> it could be nothing, and don't feel bad if it's nothing. <laughs> Well, I'm working towards my second portfolio. Um, but I do want to have a show because I have never had a show, like a solo show. So When do you I, graduate? Next year, fall. Oh, okay. Time. Yeah. Um, I do want to do that and, I don't know, just graduate <laughs> and go to graduate school somewhere. Not, I don't think design... Um, I mean, I think I can always, like, I mean, not that it'll be easy, but I feel like graduating with graphic design as my major can always, like, find a graphic design job job somewhere. And it's useful. Like, there's so many times where graphic design is useful. So it's, like, a great skill to have. Yeah. Well, thanks for answering those few questions that we came up with real quick um and then you're also going to help us with this topic about critiques so shall we start and get right into it yeah let's go for it let's talk about these critiques babies are we going to do it like the question the question style yeah we could do that okay so um can you remember your first critique was it formal or non-formal like what were your thoughts on it you want me to go? Yeah, you go. Yeah, you looked at me. <laughs> okay, I think the first critique that I can remember was probably my drawing. My, are you getting sick? No. I'm sorry. But the first critique that I can remember is um, in my foundation drawing classes. I think it was. it's just mostly techni- technical-based, and um, I was good at drawing so and plus it was like the beginning class so not much was said it was just like oh that looks nice oh that's cool um I don't really remember much after that yeah I guess I could say the same that like uh mostly like the way you were graded was mostly based on skill Mm -hmm. and not like concept because you were only given assignment work for that time um but I think it was, like, the same. Like, the first ones I can think of are, like, from the foundation drawings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really remember any of my, like, foundation crits. Um, I... Yeah. I mean, I remember being in print, too, I think. And I think this is a crit that I do remember because, like, for some reason, print two was mixed in with, like, all the high, like, print fives and print sevens and stuff. And I don't really remember what was said about my work. Like, it was probably trash, but... But I do remember that crit because I was, like, looking at what everybody was doing and, like, 
It was, I don't know, I really liked that crit because it, I don't know, like, there was just so many, I was looking at what other people were doing and, like, the amount of work that they were making and what they were making and what they were using. And I remember that crit specifically because, I don't know, I was, like, introduced to... Like, upper level? Yeah, Like, upper how that level. all works and stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. What about you, I guess it's the same, like, just those beginning classes and, like you said, everyone being graded on, you know, like, did you do this gradient? Did you transition from black is black to white, stippling? Like, did you do the color opposite? You know, like, all of those little things. And then, like, with drawing, like, I don't know. And I, I feel also, like, some of those earlier critiques, even though they're not really that useful now, because it's like you either have the skill set or you don't, or you learn it and you improve on it or you don't. But like people talked more. I feel like even though it's like, I think because when you're starting out with your art classes, like in any sort of art school that you go to and you have your foundations, you don't have to worry about like preparing an artist statement or being able to like talk about all those things. So it's, I think it's easier for people to be like, oh, this came out really good. Or like, maybe you could have put more shading here or like this. And then it gets a little bit harder the higher up you go. Because even though there should be more to talk about, um, you might be more sensitive to talking about other people's work. Yeah. And also, well, I guess like, that's like one of the questions we're going to get to. But like, also, um, I guess like if people don't understand your concepts, it can be, or yeah, it can be a little bit challenging for them to talk about your work but compared to like that first critique and those first ones how would you compare it to like the latest critique or your last critique that you had what were like some differences or similarities and like which ones do you prefer or do you see improvements in them um so the difference between my first critique and my latest critique uh, well actually my latest critique was in sculpture, and that's the semester, but it's sculpture one, and so, like... It's kind of like being in your first it's foundation. It's like kind of being back in my first foundations, because I left easy classes towards the end, which is fine. But, like, if I revert back to, like, printmaking and drawing, I think about my critiques there, and I feel like they are, they are tougher um, in a sense where I'm really thinking about what my work is about and how to describe it to people and how to talk about it to people so that they understand more or less what I'm talking about and trying to get a reaction from people as well because I feel like I struggled with that sometimes. Not, I don't know if it's because of the work, how, because of how I was presenting it or whatever, but um, and I'm thinking about the critiques I had the with drawing and printmaking. Um, I didn't feel like I, was, I did so well in those portfolios, and so the whole time I was just like, but compared to, like, the the quality of the critique, it, it, it's a lot better the further you are in your degree, or in my degree, the further I got, the better the critiques got as well, because everyone is in it with you, and the professors are a little harder on you, or, or a little harder on me as well to really push the critique further. Yeah, I I agree. Like, I feel like the further I got into my upper-level classes, like, it was harder to talk about 
not only my work but other people's work mm-hmm. because I didn't want to step over boundaries or I truly wanted to understand like what they were talking about but sometimes like you just don't know depending depending on the concept because obviously you and your professor are going to have like a one-on-one and you're going to talk about your ideas over and over again and you don't really get that chance when you're with your peers because you guys are always working on like different things and you're always trying to work on your own work and make sure it's done by portfolio but like I feel it did get more difficult and a little bit awkward yeah I agree like and it's just like what I said earlier like it goes from like just critiquing like your basic skill set and then once you get to the upper level courses if someone's skills are like not where they should be, you feel like you don't want to comment on someone's skill set yeah, at that true. point, like because the work becomes more conceptual. And I think like my my first critique, like I think I always did like okay, like in my critiques, like because in foundations I always did fine. And then <laughs> in upper level, like even if my you know, I even if I didn't feel like my portfolios were really strong, at least I got like decent feedback or um you know, like, the skill set was there, and maybe it was, like, conceptually things need to be pushed, but I think, like, um, just the major difference is, like, that you're talking about your ideas more, and your concepts more, and then also, like, at that point, you have built a stronger bond or connection with your professors and your mentors, and they're also feeding you more things to be looking at and paying attention to, so you're really, like, evolving and pushing your ideas as well. Mm-hmm. What about you? Me? Yeah, you. Um, about critiques, how have they evolved? Evolved? <clears throat> I, I don't know. I feel like for the most part, um, feedback has always been very low towards my work. Um, well, also, like, since none of us are graphic designers and, like, we were all um, pretty much studio majors, like, how would you compare the two, I guess? Mm-hmm. With graphic design... Yeah, I think crits are much more involved in graphic design. Really? Yeah, because you can tell right away, like, I think it's, like, craftsmanship is, like, one of the main things. So, like, building, like, um, stationery or building uh, oh, okay, get stuff you. like that. It's like, oh, like, you can put that or stuff like that. Um, but also, like, with design... Like, when people don't pay attention to small details, and, like, you can tell. Um, so I think it's more, like, technical stuff. Uh, but I think it's also more involved because... I think there's, like, less... Um, stuff left up in the air, I guess. Um, it's more like, here's the assignment. Like, this is what the project calls for. Like, do your rendition of it and um I don't know it's like very like black and white sort of like you can have an idea and then go off of that and then people will input on that idea I don't know I feel like it's way different people are usually much more involved than in um like like, just talking and putting their input or yeah like towards your idea like your graphic design idea because it's more about execution than idea 
Because the idea is... No, I, I think it's also towards the idea. Um, the approach of how to... Yeah, you know. how you got there and... Huh. Um, I don't know. I think it's more... I think it's because of the like the assignment. Like, you're assigned this this thing. And everybody is assigned this thing. So, it's like everybody's getting ideas towards that thing. And in other classes, like printmaking, you're not really, like, assigned. Um, I don't know. You guys, like, am I making sense? No, yeah, I guess it also makes sense. Because, like, don't you guys, like, start with, like, several sketches and then you move on and then you move on to, like, more things and, like, expand on them? So I guess, like, since you're starting from, like, a foundation... Like, and you can see the gradual foundation of, like, people. And, like, you wouldn't really be able to see that kind of foundation from someone in, like, your studio class unless you were, like, talking to with them and, like, conversing with them. And, like, like maybe that's also, like, yeah. how like how they can put more input because they can see, like, where you started <clears throat> and how your ideas involve, evolved. Yeah, we... I don't know, maybe we should all share sketches then. <laughs> We should. <laughs> so the next question, why are crits so awkward sometimes? All the time, really. I feel like there wasn't one crit that I had that didn't start off awkward or, like, silent, silent like, without, like, a bunch of, like, nudging from the professor or, like, the same couple people that spoke Always up be. to, you know, lead the conversation. Like, so what? what is it that is, like, so fundamentally, like, difficult about talking about other people's work? Like, is it just because we're in front of each other? Because, like, I feel like if we go to a museum and you're like, oh, I can talk about this, like, I know I don't like this, or, like, whatever. And you don't want to be insensitive to somebody, but it's like... Well, like, even if you do like something, I feel like sometimes people hold it back. or Yeah, that's true. For me, like, the, when it was, like, crit time, honestly, it was, like, really hard to make a connection with work because you're kind of, like, like, you know, like, if you go to a gallery on, like, opening night, you're not really focused on, like, looking at all the work or maybe you make, like, a round at looking the work and then you talk to people. So it's kind of, like, you don't really get to be there with the work for a period of time to really, like understand the work that's how it was for me because it's like you're only seeing the work like when like five minutes yeah. after they put it up and then that's like it and then it's like okay now talk about it yeah so that's kind of like how I was because I I was just kind of looking like at the very blank surface yeah or the most surface of a work mm. and that's how like for me it was like hard to talk about it but I don't know like what about you guys yeah I think sometimes for me like, I'm quick at making my own, I making my mind up. I'm pretty quick with that. And the reason I would take a while is because understanding why I made up my mind so quickly, like, why I reacted a certain way. So if I liked to work, why? If I didn't, why? And that's when I would take a while to really process and to really respond to someone's work. But, I don't know, I think also... Like, are, are we talking about just when someone, uh, just when we look at the work where it's hard to critique, or is it also including after someone 
talks about the work I think it's open. Yeah. Like, yeah. just in general, I guess, like, either way, it can be awkward. For but. me, when it gets... For me, awkward, like, I don't like using that word because when you say awkward, that's when it becomes awkward. But yeah. the only times that I felt really, like, put off or, like, really, like, out of place was when someone overshared a little bit or, like, I felt, <laughs> like, I... Me, every... Just kidding. No, no, no. There's, like, yeah, different, kidding, lev- there's different yeah. levels yeah. of sharing. Like, there's, like, where you're sharing something personal, a personal effect, and it shows that it was personal, but then there's also, like... And oversharing where, like, should you have really just told us that? Like, it makes it hard for me to respond to your work because I know you're so vulnerable at this point right now. And I don't want to, like, hurt you or, like, make you feel bad about your work. And um, that's... I can think of one instance where someone was that vulnerable and I still kind of told them, like, hey, this could have been done better. And it came out... It, it went fine. But, like, I don't want to do that again because I was very, like... I felt I felt bad. But I feel like that sometimes gets in the way for me of critiquing a work. Sometimes I feel like people do that on purpose. They, so, they do. So no, they can't like, respond. Yeah. 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 But me. also sometimes professors will call you out on it. Or they're not like on you crying, but they'll be like, okay, but look, the work still isn't where yeah. it should be. Uh-huh. Like, I remember Kim doing that. <laughs> I wouldn't say no who, but like, you know, like, you can tell when work is like it's just mm-hmm. not <laughs> like the. I think the, the effort part is like when people give themselves a pity party. Oh my gosh! <clears throat> or like you just know because you're in class with each other for so much time, and you see like if people are working or not, and what kind like their output versus their input, and like yeah, you need to do research. Yes, you need to try certain things out, but then it's like when are you getting down and doing this stuff and like. How is it all coming together? Are they th- are things working? And if they're not, what are you doing to change them? And then when it comes to critique time, it's like sometimes it is kind of underwhelming. And then sometimes you see like a lot of repetition. Sometimes it's like, okay, like how else can we address this anymore? But I think like, especially like starting out with crits, like when you get to those advanced classes or like, I think a big thing that makes it difficult for people to be open about, you know, talking uh, just, like, you know, we don't even have to say critique, like, because you're not always critiquing the work. I feel like critique feels like it's all negative, and critiques are supposed to be, like, the, not the good and the bad, but just, like, what's... The honest. Yeah, like, on, but, like, what needs improvement and what is doing good? Like, what's been improved, what needs improvement? And I think a lot of times people don't have the language, like, they don't know the language to discuss it, and you sometimes are afraid of coming off mean or, like, to kiss ass even, like, and even outside of, like, the art world, like, you know, different fields, like, for me, let's say tattooing, because that's what I'm involved in, like, I feel like nobody really talks about their work, like, and ego is, like, a big thing, and it's, like, you can't talk about someone else's work without it being, like, becoming a defensive thing, and without it being, like, oh, well, you don't know what you're talking about, or, like, you don't know, you know, like, but this is really good too. Like, instead of like, because Angel and I will have discussions like, uh, what worked about this piece? Like, you know, the the design was great, but maybe this line was, you know, you need to work on your line confidence or like this shading could have been pushed more and things like that. And I think a lot of it is like not having the language to discuss it. Mm-hmm. And also, if you if you don't have the language to discuss it, but you also don't have the language to receive it, you're gonna be just like defensive and you're not gonna take those 
critiques into consideration because it's going to be like, well, they don't know what they're talking about. And I think when you're starting off, it's easy to be like, well, why didn't they like this? I don't get it. Like, and you just need to like really practice understanding that it's not about like beating you down. It's about like working on things that will lift the work up. But of course, everything is so subjective. So you take everything with a grain of salt because some people will really like your work and some people won't. And a lot of that is just because it's art. And so I think that's like also like a hard thing. And for me, a big thing is like, I don't want to sound stupid. Like, I don't want to say it like this without being able to back it up. And I don't know how to explain why I like something like, like with Christian, like when I would see your work in, in critiques, like for me, I love your work. I love everybody's work here, but because Christians are guests, I love Christian's work a lot. Like for me, I really respond to it when I see it, but I wouldn't always know like why, like sometimes you just instinctually, like you just like something that you see in it and you can kind of say like, well, yeah, I like the, um, I'm already losing the vocabulary out of school, the composition, or like, Mm -hmm. I like the way that these two forms are interacting or that the layering is creating this sort of, you know, you can fluff up your words as much as you want but there's just some things that you're drawn to and you don't you don't even know how to say why you like stuff and you don't want to sound stupid as for me it's like I don't want to sound stupid to my peers and I don't want to sound stupid to my professor and I don't want to get like tongue-tied trying to figure out what it is I'm trying to say you know yeah another thing is like that like if you don't feel like your work is good it's kind of hard to talk about like other people's work you're like oh like like, who am I to say something kind of thing? Yeah, that's so, true. So, like, I know I've felt that way. Like, I guess, like, when you're, like, starting in, like, drawing six and you're, like, in the group with drawing eight. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, I don't really feel like I can comment because you guys have been doing this, like, longer than I have. Or, like, I don't feel like my work is up to par. Like, so, like, how can I even say something? Which is, like, everybody can critique. Everybody, like, you know, can have comments and have good comments so it's not really like that shouldn't be something that holds you back but that was one thing that sometimes would hold me back yeah yeah I think it's like a language and like I didn't want to sound like dumb I mean it's a lot of the same type of stuff Uh, like I didn't know why I liked the work or um but yeah I don't know yeah (laughs) I think that it's easier to critique I think people who you're who you're closer to or who I guess show up to who do work because you're there with them and like everyone is like trying to make it and like oh what do you think about this like I think that's easier because you like you're having like a relationship with them and it's like but it's like way harder when like you haven't seen one of your classmates at all like do anything and then like suddenly like crit comes and it's like okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like just there's this work yeah you don't know I get it So, how would you guys keep an open mind during crit? Or also, this is kind of, like, the part where it's, like, like, you know, now that we've gone through those, like, awkward crits, like, how are we going to change it for ourselves? Or how would we improve? How would we make things different? 
And so the first question that we're going to ask is, like, how would you keep an open mind during crit? I don't know. For me, it's really hard. Cause, like, Just keep an open mind. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> I think, like, when I see something and I don't respond to it, it's kind of like, okay, I don't respond to it. And it's probably because it's not a style that I like or sometimes it's your own personal biases. Like, you might not get along with everybody and maybe not even not, – not that you don't get along with them, but that you're not really, like, fond of. So you're just kind of like, I don't like the work and I'm not fond of you, so I don't want to comment. But I know, like – there was something that you said actually that it was like even if I don't like the style or the person like to be I don't even know I don't even know how you said it one time that I was like oh I'm just mean (laughs) no like just trying to like think about like where they've started how their work has changed regardless of whether I've ever responded to it or not like is it improving from what I've seen and like um, are they pushing their ideas? Like, ha- have they been practicing the way they're, they're discussing their things? And, like, um, like, not just, like, not, not making any comments just because I don't respond immediately. Like, just trying to, like, think about what, like, how you said, like, what is it that I'm not responding to and why is that? And how can I mention this in a way that is not going to come off of, as offensive, but as, like, a learning experience. Like, how, like, if I ask them this question, why did you do X, Y, Z, and then they can explain, and then maybe I'll have a better understanding and then a deeper appreciation of what it is they're trying to do or convey with a piece. Um, I think I relate to what you said about, like, not being fond of someone being kind of what closes my mind. Because when I, <laughs> I think about this person a lot whenever we talk about critiques, but... I already, I was like, oh, no, I already don't like it. But that's bad because me, we can learn from every experience and every critique. Maybe I've had critiques where someone says something that sparks up something else. Or yeah. or maybe it sparks up something because I disagree or agree. And it goes back to saying, to what I said before, is the, the whole why do I feel a certain way about a certain thing. And I feel like that's the best way I can think of to keep an open mind is just to be active in the critique just to be actively thinking about what's going on what people are saying and how they're reacting to it and whether you agree or not that's up to you but like I don't know that's how I can think of keeping an open mind during a critique and it's it's worked for me mm-hmm. me okay okay um Christian's like I don't keep a book. <laughs> Like that mind's closed shut. I guess, like, like, I don't, I kind of feel the same. Like, I, for a long time, I was, like, being closed-minded and only, like, responding to things that I like or just, like, just paying attention to things that I like. But I feel like that is, like, kind of unfair. And even if I don't like a certain piece, I can still find either, like, a positive thing to work about, like, if I don't like your concept or your shading or your color palette, like, I could still find something else, like, maybe the technique that you use or, like, how crisp something is. So I'm always trying to find something good. And if I can find something good, then I can also find that something bad and something I can help them or, like, share what I think that they can improve. So I guess, like, I am just trying to take a step back and put myself in their shoes and kind of look at it in a different way, even if it's not particularly, like, my style or, like, the type of things that I like to look at, I'm always trying to 
think of it in a more like I guess like like taking a step back and kind of viewing it in a outsider's perspective like not my own perspective and also like just asking them or asking myself like the type of questions that I would ask myself like yeah why did they go with this concept like what about this like this could be like if I'm like trying to think of the concept myself then like how just like how I'm perceiving things letting them know and how I feel like they can be stronger I guess Mm-hmm. And I feel also like you know how terrible it feels when nobody says anything about your work, whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. And like I, I don't want someone else to have that experience, regardless of what like what level their work is at. Because if you don't say anything, their work's not going to grow or progress. Yeah. And like even just having that idea in mind, like like it's just more helpful to make a comment than to than to just not have yeah. any like, like we said like anything. yeah a quiet critique is worse than like a what did we say a bad critique yeah yeah. Yeah, like no response is worse than any response yeah i feel that way then it's just like what happens when every single critique is like no response then it's like then it's like the group yeah it's it's like the group isn't really involved or the group i don't know Sometimes well, that's get... why we're trying to <laughs> oh, keep an yeah, open and, mind I think, and like, like help people. Yeah, like, and you don't ha- like. I think like the, the thing is like when you're in art school, you're in a habit of being in these critique settings with your peers only, and like I feel like we should all be empowered to create critiques all the time, especially with people who you know are going to give you honest feedback. Like yeah. I would feel very confident if I had like if I was working on an assignment and bringing it to Miriam and Sarah and saying like what do you guys think about this so far why why like I don't think this is working but I can't figure out why like what do you guys think and it's also like um it doesn't have to be people present here like if you have like you know people on social media that you feel comfortable asking or receiving like that we should be open to asking for like you might not always get something back but like it Sometimes, like, why would you want feedback from a class that you know is not doing the work anyways? Like, what kind of value is that going to add to your work? And, like, sometimes you need to find people who are working at that level who will give you that honest and helpful helpful feedback. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's, like, that's, like, the job of everybody who's in the class. Like, I think when I've been in crits, like... I mean, it is your responsibility. And the professor yeah. should be saying something yeah. more to, like, poke them. Yeah. Like, um, it, it, definitely it's hard. Like, if everybody is, like, in that slouchy, tired mood, then it... Like, sure, it's hard to perform. I was about to say. But it's, like, well, like, that's kind of, like, why we want to, like, it's, talk about it and make the experience more positive and not so, like... It's, like, the whole point of a crit. Yeah. I don't know. I think, like, when I've had to encounter crits and it's, like, I don't really like what this person is doing, but um, I'll put myself, like, in their shoes. Like, what if I'm, like, what if I'm creating this work? Like, what would I think about that? What would I think about, like, making this? Like, what, what ideas could I... I don't know. That's kind of what I give people feedback on like what I think what would I change or what 
what idea would I come up with? What question? From <laughs> I don't know. That's that's yeah. what comes to mind. Is that, yeah, I don't know it makes me think of a crit you had with John, where he I think it was last semester, where you were telling him well because he was stuck on something that he had to do. Do you remember? And I gave him all these suggestions of the different things that he could do with the process. I know. Yeah, I guess like another thing is that I think I want to start asking people like, what are you least satisfied with? Like your cons, your conceptual issues, or like your like pres- your present issue, mm-hmm. like your like kind of like your final like whatever you show, like mm-hmm. your visual issues. So, with that in mind, how would you turn, like, let's say you have everybody bag on you and everyone doesn't like your work. Like, how would you turn a negative experience into a positive one? So, everyone just bagged on you? Yeah. Or maybe they don't say anything. Yeah. Because like all of us have had, <laughs> like, a bad experience yeah. or a time where no one said anything about it. And so it's like, how did you come away from that situation? Maybe you don't even have an answer. Yeah. With me, I can think of a, an experience where no one was responding to my work. The studio, the room was hot. Like, everyone was in a weird mood. And the professor got kind of irritated with everyone. as like, do you want to leave? Do you all want to meet up again? Or... And what I did is just I started asking people questions like, "If was this successful? Was that successful? Why not?" Or like, just leading questions to kind of like, one, not have to come, to start talking, not to come back to a hot room, and like just to kind of like lead the conversation with questions because I don't know, I just needed some kind of feedback. And if that meant, like, I had to pry it out of them, then so be it. I don't think I've had a, a, a critique where, where people backed on me. Maybe once with Kim, but he he wasn't, like, mean about it. It was me. I was I, I said that I was getting bored with the work, and it's showing. He's like, yeah, I was wondering when you would tell me that. I was like, okay, well, now, <laughs> here's, here's what I'm going to do now. Like, mm-hmm, kind yeah. of, like, acknowledge it, but, like... What I try to do is acknowledge what was done, what could be done better, and plan for what can be done better. Like, actually think about that. Hmm. I could kind of say, like, I guess I kind of had a similar experience to yours to where, like, I didn't have a good critique and, like, no response at all. Mm -hmm. And I had a talk with my professor later after that, and I was really discouraged. I was like... Uh, like, I feel really bad. I don't know if, like, the work is going anywhere because, like, nobody is responding to the work. And then, like, it wasn't until after that and, like, after talking to her was, like, that's when, like, my work really took a change and I started using, like, completely different materials and I, like, grew a lot from that and then ended up with, like, you know, totally, like, 180. So, like, sometimes the, you know, critique is still helpful and, like, I still, like, you know, you still want a reaction. So you still want to, like, try and see, like, how that, you can make something positive from something negative, I guess. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I 
feel like sometimes you're like your worst inner saboteur, you know, mm-hmm. like you come into a crit with a bad attitude because, and like I've done this a bunch of times where like I'm like, my work isn't good enough. I don't feel confident about this. I already know nobody's going to respond to it. I already know nobody's going to comment about it. And then it just like sets up this negative like line of thinking and it also like shuts you out. Like there's, there have been times where I'm in a crit and like the experience is so negative because the whole time instead of talking about or trying to understand or interpret someone else's work I'm thinking about like oh my piece my my portfolio's two people down and like I have to start preparing like what I'm gonna say or like what kind of responses I should have prepared or things like that and like the only thing that's helped me with that is like okay like that one like that was wrong like that was just like bad and not because anyone said anything bad but because I created a bad situation and next time like have different perspective, like, come in prepared, like, be ready to speak about your work, be able to, like, have confidence in speaking about your work, because, like, the thing is that your work is never going to be your greatest shining moment of art, and, like, you kind of have to just accept that, and accept that there's always going to be things for improvement, and, like, come in open, like, to receive that, and I think that's really the only way you can turn any sort of negative experience into a positive one, is, like, readjusting your perspective and opinion on your own stuff and just being open to the criticisms and the compliments because sometimes you don't even accept the compliments you're just kind of like because you're just so like I can't believe anyone would compliment this because you're just so like you're you're just your own and like your own worst enemy and Mm -hmm. stuff and like like you just have to get over yourself sometimes like it's not life or death like you're just talking about the work and like the more prepared you are speaking about it, the more confidence I think you have. And, like, it just, like, builds yourself up. And then, I don't know, you can receive everything better. Probably something um, that I can do differently or people could do differently is just to talk about what they see or just to say what, just to say it, like, even if, it's going to be mean or if they think they're going to be mean or I don't know. Cause I'd rather hear someone like say, Oh, like that looks dumb or, Oh, that's not working. Or why'd you do this? Or I don't know. Just say what you are thinking rather than just like not say anything. Like, I think that would help a lot. Like just to not hold back sort of, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Because then that could create a conversation with, within the group mm-hmm. and with you as well. Right. She went. I already went. I know. <laughs> oh, like, you oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. I mean, that's kind of like the same one as how to have an effective critique. It's like, you, you need to speak up. Yeah. <laughs> like, plain and simple, bitches. Just... Yeah. Especially when nobody else is, might as well be the person to... Mm-hmm. Break the silence. Yeah. And it, like, that will never reflect badly on you, like, speaking up and saying and commenting, like, because your professors are going to see that you're putting an effort in. You're going to get answers, usually, hopefully, to, like, any questions you might have or, like, a response to something you don't or do like. Like, mm-hmm. you'll, there's, you're just going to get more information out of it by speaking, like... And you're also going to be more confident with talking about your work and talking about other people's work because 
You're going to have to do it for the rest of your life. But I think that's also why I kind of don't say much sometimes. It's because I don't, like, I'm not responding to the work and I can think of something that I'm not, that I don't like about the work, but I don't say it because I feel like I will, like, hurt this person's feelings or I don't know I feel like I'll come out as like rude or something so I I won't say it but I don't know I feel like it shouldn't be that way I feel like I should just just say I mean it's like what you just said like just say what's on your mind and I mean I mean there's nice ways you don't have to bash on the person either because I feel like you don't want to give this person a horrible experience that they just Mm -hmm. don't and it can be hard because sometimes your work is so personal like and Mm -hmm. like we've said like people cry like trying to introduce it or and sometimes that is kind of like okay like that's even more like (laughs) now I really want to go hard but you don't you're just like let me just not say anything but like like people need to hear it and like that's the only way that you build like your tough skin is like that's the thing, like, you're, no one's ever going to love it 100% of the time every single place you go to. Like, that's just it. Yeah. And you're going to have strong work, and you should feel confident about it, and you're going to have bad work, and you shouldn't feel like a loser or like you can never make it. Like, you just move on to the next thing, and you work harder, or you improve on the last piece that you just worked on. Like, that's it. Like, the only thing, like, you can only do better. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, like, you kind of mentioned this earlier, Earlier was that, like, you can come prepared to your crit about, like, what you want to say. Like, if you do talk about it before the class, like, you can talk about, like, like, we just, like, asked ourselves, like, what were my concepts? Like, what changed? Like, what improved? What do you think... I could do better, like, on myself. Like, you know, you're always giving yourself self-crit, so I might as well say it out loud. Like, this is what I thought could be different. And then, like, you know, some people could agree or some people could disagree, and some people could really like the changes that you make, but you don't know unless you say it out loud and you already are asking yourselves these questions before they are. Yeah. I think that's a little hard. Well, for some people, like, I could think of, like, myself, like, being prepared is, like, a whole nother two weeks to try to... I mean, that's the thing, though. It's, like, like, it's hard, and, like, I didn't do it, but that's certainly, like, one of the questions that we put was, like, what would we would do differently? And I think, like, looking back at my experiences, like, I... I definitely didn't work as hard as I could have 24-7. Like, I didn't put 100% of my effort all the time. I didn't go to the studios when they were open to me 24-7. And I also didn't take advantage of talking to my professors outside of class or even, like, inside, like, pulling them aside and being like, hey, could you take a look at this? Like, I never, ever went up to Terry and was like, would you mind taking a look at this real quick and then just kind of give me some feedback? Or this is what I'm thinking right now. Could you let me know? I would wait for her to go around the class. And, like, whenever she would come over and hover, I would be like, you know, like, cover the work and keep drawing. Like, I don't want, like, I didn't want her to talk to me. Like, I would get nervous. And I think it's, like, your professors also aren't there to dog on you. They're only there to help you realize what you're working on by asking you very helpful and insightful questions and if you're a student and you're in this setting I mean obviously like not everybody's in school like some of you are artists um like that 
are just like, you know, working your jobs and you do this on the side or it's your thing 24 seven, but you don't have like a professor, you know, to guide you along the way. But if you're in school and you have that available to you, like that's certainly what I would do is like, that's another way to help you be more prepared for your crit. Like maybe you're not the whole night before, usually the night before you're freaking out and you're doing last minute touches and you have like four critiques in a week. So you're just stressing out about everything, but you have a whole semester and you have six weeks before your critique to start talking to people, talking to your friends that you have in your class to give you feedback, asking your professors, setting time during advising hours or during office hours for them to look at your work. And the more that they talk to you, the more, like the more practice you have speaking about it. It doesn't even have to be just with yourself. Like you're just going to be able to speak better about your work because you will have more information and insight to what you're doing. There were a lot of times where I would make pieces and I would, I didn't really understand like my decision-making until Terry would ask me, why are you using this color pencil or why are you using this type of thread or why why is it important for you to do these together and sometimes I was like oh like it's not I don't know like it's just kind of um instinctual or I like the palette and sometimes I was like wait a minute like I didn't even think about this like should I be make should that be a better like a bigger part of my decision making and then you switch materials and you're like actually this works so much better and it helps create a better understanding for my viewers like there's so many things that they can ask you and they're not always, like, the heaviest questions. It's just, like, it's kind of like a light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. And I wish I'd taken better advantage of that. So I think that's definitely something you can also do to have a more effective critique because you're going to be putting in that work not just on the portfolio but with your conversation. I keep saying the same thing, but really thinking about why you respond to something or why not. And I guess that's more response, but I guess within yourself, how to how to get the best of a critique. Like, I mean, obviously come prepared, but come with questions as well. Like, I think you were saying, like, why does this work? Why does this not work? Um... I don't know. I think because also like you're also not 100% sure of your stuff all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. so if nobody's responding to it, like, just be like, hey, I'm not, I don't really know if this is working. What do you guys think? Someone's going to answer. Like, like, someone's going to say something. Yeah. Like, asking a direct question. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I've been having trouble, like, thinking about critiques right now, too, because I've been, like, out of practice. Yeah. Well, you can always practice with us. Yeah, actually, I need some feedback soon. Maybe next time. Yeah. Yeah, I'll bring my boxes. Bring the boxes. Mm-hmm. I think we should just end it with, like, why critiques are important. Yeah. So why do you guys think critiques are important? I mean, we're, we've kind of been saying it, but, like, I'm just gonna to summarize. reiterate this note that someone wrote down is that feedback can channel future ideas. And I feel like that's really important. So I feel like that that's one reason why it can be important because like people are asking you these questions that maybe you wouldn't have asked yourself and it can spark different ideas within your, your own idea or within your concept. Or maybe it just makes you realize like... Realize, realize, realize. <laughs> <laughs> Well, 
that? It's <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. Like from the middle school, realize real eyes. <laughs> Real lies. Oh, real lies? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Real lies, real lies. Like that real deep lies. Oh, real eyes, real lies, real lies. Real lies. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, what do you realize, Christian? <laughs> Wait, so are we all just like naming one thing and then like that's going to wrap it up? Like, oh, yeah, like yeah. why are critiques important? Like Yours is like, if they channel future ideas. Christian, boom, go. <laughs> Real life? Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess it can, like, make you question your work and, like, you realize what you're doing or you realize the decisions that you're making. I think they kind of, for me, they give me the confidence within my work that my work is worthy of being shown to people and that my work um, means something to me and can mean something to someone else. And me standing here talking to people about it is good enough for me. Well said. Mm-hmm. And you, Martha? And I think for me, it's like one, like for people who never talk about their work or like they never like get any sort of feedback. It's like partially for me, it's like, okay, it's an ego check. Like if you're, if you think you're like, you can never be touched, you know, like mm. that sort of thing. Um, but I think just like in general, all of your life critiques will be important because a majority of the time the critiques are meant to aid you and push you forward and help you think critically about all factors that can, you know, improve your work. And like no one, there's not like, you don't, not benefit from that kind of information like Mm -hmm. it's just helpful right yeah wow it's always so thoughtful (laughs) our minds (laughs) well we hope you and our audience have gotten at least like a little bit or have taken something away from that um we hope to see you next week and don't forget to follow us on Sundays at Sarah's on Instagram. If you have any questions or would like us to talk about certain topics, you can always email us at Sundays at Sarah's at gmail.com. Also, huge thanks to Christian for being on this episode and the previous episode. We appreciate you. We enjoy the company. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Bye. 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 That one time that we were like, bye, 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 bye. (laughs) Is that what we did? I mean, it wasn't that, like, but it, you know, it was like, bye, bye. bye. That's what it should be. We were on male voice this time. Oh. Should be like a song. Song. We're supposed to have an intro song that my sister was going to work on, but she never did. And then Miriam and I tried to make one one time. I'm in my garage, man. And it was... I still think about it sometimes, like, Sundays at Sarah's. Sundays at Sarah's. Why aren't you listening to Sundays at Sarah's? <laughs> what if we make the like, ambiance sound? I want it to sound like Animal Crossing. <laughs> KK Slider. <laughs>